Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nature Spired podcast, a podcast aimed to educate, engage, and change the fashion industry from the inside out. If you don't know what Nature Spired is, it's an online platform that focuses on human rights, fashion sustainability, and environmental justice. We go into detail on the production processes, factory standards, and what certifications to look for, both as a brand and as a consumer. But that's not it. There is so much more that will encompass on this podcast, and we can't wait to share. Today, we're going to be talking about the signs of greenwashing and how to avoid them. This audio is actually a transcript from my first ever article on the naturespire.com website. It's really important to me to make content as accessible as possible, so all article content will also be in audio format and uploaded here for easy access. Aside from these audio transcripts, there will also be full-on episodes coming to Naturespired Podcast, where we will dive deep on issues that need attention and provide insights and solutions to the problem. Now that that's out of the way, let's dig into the article. Greenwashing Signs to Avoid Switching towards sustainable fashion is absolutely necessary to improve our environment and stay within our planetary boundaries. However, greenwashing has become a major problem in achieving sustainable goals and has evolved to be so complex that it's hard to distinguish which brands truly care about our environment and the people in it and those who are using the movement to drive sales and improve their image. This article will explore these issues and provide a few examples of what successful greenwashing looks like and how to avoid it. By shedding light on this issue, you will understand the true difference between actionable change and altering the way a brand looks and feels to increase the likelihood of a purchase with no actual substance. But first, what is greenwashing? In short, greenwashing is a marketing and communication strategy used deceptively to persuade the public that an organization's products, goals, and policies are environmentally friendly. Some of us know greenwashing as brands making products literally green to confuse the consumer and make them assume a product is eco-friendly. This is part of it, and it's something we will touch on in future articles, but today the focus will be more on the subtle ways greenwashing is used, such as in misleading mission statements, confusing language, and other strategies used to make you believe companies care when they really don't. Let's dive in. Signs of greenwashing. Number one, vague missions slash sustainability statements. The first sign I want to talk about has to arguably be the easiest one to do and the one that does the trick the most. Being someone in the field of marketing, I see this a lot in my line of work where a company will hire someone who's great at storytelling and build their whole about page on this fairy tale that they are doing so much to change the world. They use fluffy language to insinuate a positive impact of their brand, but don't share any certifications, measurable action, or documentation to prove it. Here's an example. We're taking steps 
towards a more conscious industry. By sourcing natural materials and being active in our communities, we are helping the world become a better place. It's also very important to us to reduce waste, which is why at the end of the season, all our products are 50% off to help reduce the amount of dead stock in our warehouse. We recognize how important it is to change our industry and at Fakery Incorporated, we are doing just that. All right, so that is a very general example, but it gives you an idea of how a vague mission statement looks like. It's one of those lines on an about page where you think, wait, what? (laughs) This statement is not only vague, but it's promoting consumerism with the incentive of end of season sales. If a brand truly wants to reduce waste, it would make garments in small, well thought out batches. There is absolutely no reason to mass produce to the extent that garments end up in dead stock piles and in landfills at the end of the season. Number two, conscious fashion. There is another cause of concern with the example that I mentioned earlier with the word conscious and natural materials. And we need to take a closer look to what conscious conscious really means. Conscious simply means having knowledge of something slash being aware of it. That's the definition. So by a brand claiming that their line is conscious, it literally just means that they are aware of the problem, not that they're doing anything about it. It's important to note that it's essential to shift to sustainable materials in your fashion line, but the lines get blurred when co- when large companies make one or two collections with hundreds of garments made of conscious materials with no evidence to back their claims. A brand assessment conducted by Changing Markets Foundation proves this point well. This assessment found that 59% of sustainability claims by European brands were unsubstantiated or misleading. They also found that H&M, ASOS, and M&S were the worst of them all, with 96% of H&M's claims being false and 89% of ASOS and 88% of M&S's also being false. This is quite a large number. H&M's conscious collection was also found to contain an even higher volume of synthetic fibers, which are made from fossil fuels, than its main collection. And to be specific, that is 72% compared to 61%. Another example of this is RW & Co., a Canadian-based retailer that is present at basically every mall here in at least Vancouver um, with their RW Responsible Collection. I've included an image of their website and their sustainability statement um, in the article, but I will read it out for the purposes of this transcript. So in this image, it says, we're in it We're in this for the long run. Our corporate social responsibility promise is centered on challenging our company, our employees, and our suppliers to continuously improve business practices in order to reduce our impact on the environment. We care about the environment, which is why we're prioritizing reducing our footprint. Our RW Responsible Collections features responsible fabrics as we look towards a future without waste. 
That is very confusing and not very clear. But anyways, let's dissect that a little bit more. In this statement, they claim this is what they're doing to prioritize reducing their footprint. However, simply integrating materials into your mask-produced clothing line doesn't mean that you're reducing your footprint. Additionally, they fail to include any proof of certifications for either of these initiatives anywhere on their site. This falls into the same category as H&M, ASOS, Zara, and Burberry, and many other brands that blatantly mislead their customers with empty statements. Here's the thing. If a brand is truly sustainable, they would be willing to share what they're doing to achieve sustainability, and they would share it proudly because they know the rigorous process it takes to become certified and to improve their business model. Truly sustainable brands would be excited to share their certification achievements because for them, it's a major milestone in their company growth and mission, and they know how important it is for their customers to feel reassured that they're legitimate. Number three, using the country of origin to insinuate ethical practices are followed. This speaks particularly when the country of origin is the same as the target audience. We know where it's made, but how is it made? Let's jump right into the example. This brand, Fakery Incorporated, uses wording like, this product was made in the USA, which means people are treated fairly throughout the making of this product. But you can't find any mention anywhere on their website of factory audits, worker safety standards, or fair trade certifications anywhere. They've just said that because they operate in the USA and their product is made in the USA, that people by default are being treated fairly. However, all countries, including the U.S., have their fair share of sweatshops and subcontractors that operate by grotesque standards. This is a classic case of misleading information and using the country of origin, if it's the same as the target audience, to convince consumers that there is somehow an ethical component to the garment. And a lot of the time, brands use this tactic when they have no other sustainability components. So be aware of that as well. If a brand says that their clothing or products are made fairly, regardless of where they're made, ask them for proof. Where is their fair trade certificate? Where is a factory audit log? And when did they visit the factory last? One brand that does this exceptionally well is Nudie Jeans. They outline their suppliers' certifications and visit audits where applicable on their garments. I have yet to discover another brand with this level of public traceability, and I'm so excited to take a deeper dive onto their brand in a future article. After you listen to this um, audio, make sure you check out the link that I have included on the uh, website um, to take a look at their product description and go through every stage of production from the raw materials, yarns, fabric processes, trims, supplier of product, transportation, and their warehouse. It's super detailed and I really recommend you check it out. So after you've, you've listened to the audio, make sure you check them out. Number four, made naturally toxic. (laughs) One of the ways brands greenwash 
is by saying they use natural materials as one of their sustainable initiatives. However, the word natural is very generalized and it's a loose term that holds no actual substance. Just because something is natural doesn't mean it's sustainable. This is something that was hard for me to understand as well when I first started my sustainability journey. So let me explain. Petroleum, for example, is technically a natural element. It comes directly from the earth, and although it undergoes extensive processes to become the monster it is today, it is technically a natural resource. But we know by now that extracting it has caused only harm to our environment. Another example is wool. Wool is natural and is biodegradable. So in a sense, it has a positive component when not mixed with other fibers. But when people speak about this natural fiber, they fail to mention the number of sheep that are used to produce the amount of wool we consume or the damage to the soil caused by mass production leading to biodiversity loss. They also don't talk about the health risks of farmers or the animal cruelty associated with this process or the toxic dyes used to make this fabric. So for a material or garment to be considered sustainable, it must be harvested, dyed, and created in a safe and ethical environment where the people and the natural resources have been considered throughout each step of the process. Simply being a natural resource or a natural material is not enough. When brands uses phrases like made from natural materials in ethical environments <laughs> with absolutely no substance or proof, this is, might be a sign of greenwashing and you should walk away. Instead, look for brands who are specific with what ethical, environmental, or social positive impacts their products have on our environment and their workers. For example, look for brands who say that their garments are made with organic cotton in a fair trade certified factory with supporting certifications linked in their claims. So let's summarize what we've learned from today's audio. The most important thing to take away from this article is to be aware of how brands communicate with you and how willing they are to share information. As a general rule, companies you shop at should have an outline of what they're doing in a measurable way and back up their stories with legitimate certifications and actions to prove it. No matter what their cause is, we need to see proof of what environmental, ethical, and social impacts these initiatives are having on the planet and the people working in it. Some certifications that we covered briefly in the article and additional things you should be looking out for are the following. Number one, GOTS, which is a global organic textile standard for organic cotton and other organic materials. GRS, global recycled standard, normally for recycled polyester and things like that. Number three, fair trade and fair trade certified factories. These are two different certifications provided by the same entity. Fair Trade Certified is basically referring to on the pharma level and from the material extraction point of view. And Fair Trade Certified Factory is referring to like garment workers and mill workers and things like that. So those are two different um, certifications. They both look a little bit different. Um, so I have linked their website 
on the article so you can take a look of what they look like. And number four, look for businesses with sustainability reports outlining how they're reaching UN Sustainable Development Goals, which is a list of 17 goals aimed to improve overall quality of life, both for the environment, people, water, and so much, so many other things. I've also linked that in the article so you can take a look at it after. So what can brands take away from this? Brands must ensure that their mission and values are communicated authentically and transparently. As consumers, we must demand this from brands and policymakers. We need global regulations that keep brands accountable for their actions, both in how products are sourced and how they're advertised. I hope this article helped you understand the difference between actionable change and what greenwashing looks like. Question, what form of greenwashing do you see the most in your everyday life? Or what part of this article stood out to you the most? Let me know. Either leave a comment below on the article or send me an email or just message me on Instagram, whichever you prefer. I hope you enjoyed this article. Don't forget to subscribe to the newsletters to be notified when a new article, podcast, event, or anything like that is launched. Don't worry. We keep our emails simple and minimal. Uh, We don't like spam, so we don't want to do that to you either. And make sure to tune back in for another episode of the Nature Spired Podcast in a couple weeks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.